0: this is how we thought it would go yeah. all right well uh so, so we're uh we are the wood glue dads my name is chris and there is dan no no i want to do myself. all right um, we're the wood glue dads or we just are, the glue dads we're the glue dads we are the glue dads my
1: name is chris my name is dan my name is alex and we are sticky sweet yes
0: We are. We are uh, doing a little podcast to talk about woodworking and being dads and things we enjoy and just kind of the time to sit around and have fun talk about stuff. We are not all sticky. No, we're not all sticky. We
2: were talking about... uh,
0: Why are we shaking our heads?
2: Dan's just ridiculous. Oh, Dan's being ridiculous. So I'm curious, guys. I think we need to run down favorite dream... Woodworking projects. What is your? That sounds like a great podcast? Mount Rushmore of woodworking projects. Yeah, he kind of already did that part. Alex, since you brought it up, why don't you tell us yours first? Well, sure, Chris. I mean, that's a great question. I don't have a lot of woodworking experience, and so for me, uh, my dream project is something uh, that I have to fall back on more of my general construction experience. I'd like okay. to build a log cabin because that way you could really put your hands on every aspect of it. Really yeah. shape the inside of that log cabin pretty fun so i've would, watched uh, many a video on building log cabins in the wilderness so would you like cut down all the trees yourself and then, no
0: or would you buy pre-cut Lincoln i would logs? have
2: to buy pre-cut timber because yeah. i've seen the cutting down trees and shaving them into logs is real difficult well i mean they have machines for i feel yeah. like if you're gonna build your own log cabin you'll have the machines
0: could yeah. you just cut down straight trees I feel like you could
1: but you yeah. still have to turn them in the Lincoln
0: logs yeah so and we, you
2: gotta notch them and it's a very tedious process So I'd, really I'd nice. want to buy prefab logs but have the joy of putting it together myself it'd be pretty fun so then you would do yeah. all the finishing and everything all the finish work right. you could make it a, I'd, I'd definitely go a, a modern slant to it on the inside mm-hmm. for that's, decor that's interesting but it would be really cool to build a wood house because you could basically work in a nice medium aren't most houses built out of wood nah <laughs>
1: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not
2: in my dream land. Fair point. <laughs> not in my dream world. They're all concrete.
1: All right. I mean, yeah, concrete. Speaking of concrete, have you seen those three D printed houses out of concrete?
2: I have. They're also very cool. I I really like that. But we'll have to save that what for a segment think? on graphic design. How we have queued
0: up later. How big of a nozzle do you think they use for
2: the concrete? On a concrete three, printed three D printer. It's very big. It's like a hundred millimeters at least. Yeah, that's pretty big. Because my would say
1: twelve inches, but I don't know what the metric conversion is. There. We're in America. Freedom units, please. Seventeen inches, I believe. So that's,
2: that's that is a big hole. It is. It is. Have you seen it? It's
0: pretty fascinating. It a Large hole. Uh, Dan is currently googling to see one hundred millimeters to inches.
2: But I don't know. I feel like four just, inches.
0: That seems pretty reasonable. I would say
2: four, four inches seconds.
0: is. Yeah, but for the nozzle for the concrete wall because it pours inside and outside walls and it leaves them hollow in the middle. I
2: just feel like that would be pretty unique being able to build a log cabin. Speaking of... It'd have to be a cabin. I wouldn't want it to be a main residence. It would need to be a cabin. So I could refer to it as my cabin. Your cabin in the woods. Yeah. Would it be by the lake or in the woods? definitely lake. I would
1: argue that if it looks like a cabin, you could call it a cabin.
2: Yeah, but I'd feel kinda weird. Like, I'd want to call good. I want it I would want it to be true to what it is. I'm going, going home my to my cabin tonight. Yeah. No, yeah, In and lake cabin dumb. sounds pretty nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, be fun. It, it would be. It would be a very large project, but it, I feel like it would be uh, rewarding. So when are we breaking ground? Um, probably twenty twenty five. I would 2025? say at the earliest, yeah. it should should work. I think he's ignoring the episode on the budget. Yeah,
0: we're, we <laughs> uh, That's a future episode. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't got that. Future there, episode yeah. of budgeting. Hey, this is so, a dream
2: woodworking job where budgets. Do not apply. So if our listeners haven't quite figured it out yet, I don't have a lot of uh, woodworking background. I try hard, though. But I'm kind of interested to see what Dan would pick. He's got a lot of experience making fine fine uh, wood projects. He makes um, very he's beautiful got, things. Uh, For those of you who don't know, he's got a pretty legitimate uh, woodworking business. So coming from probably the most master craftsman of all of us, what mm-hmm. do you think? Uh,
1: what's your dream project? I'd argue that a bit. But um, I'd say most of my woodworking experience is more on the smaller side. Or I feel like Chris has that full gambit from small to large and just That's go i go big or go yeah. home yeah um but actually as a kid i always thought it'd be cool to build a boat um and so i actually thought it was like well my normal thought process is, I want to build something, but then it's like, that sounds hard, so how simple can I make it? So as a kid, I had basically dreamed up a plywood box without a top that might float, and that was my idea. But then as I got older and heard about other ways to do it, I've been kind of thinking long-term, it'd be fun to do a, a full-size boat, you know, like a 16-foot sort of boat with a motor and all that on it. That would be pretty sweet. So that I would probably be my retirement project. I, I
2: helped build a 12-foot barge that's pretty close. So was it, a I mean, barge? It, was, it was closer to a plywood box that uh, floats yeah. than maybe a more of a speed High speed boat yeah. for pleasure. That would be fun. A but pleasure boat. It was Sorry, I'm getting felt up by Alex over here. <laughs> for our listeners at home, Dan likes to gravitate away from his microphone. Sorry. So it's cool. This. We'll do that later. Where else were we? Would we have listeners at? I mean, in the car. In the car. Probably all over. I mean, we're probably there, not going to have any list, Any listeners? So you know. I mean, I think they really will enjoy our banter. You know, driving home. Yeah. Or you know. Last hour of work where they want to pay attention. That's
1: exactly when you're going to be listening. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So a boat. So yeah, full size boat. That'd be fun. Yeah. You know,
1: something you put. You know. You know, Not just something you sit in the back with a till tiller or whatever. Yeah. But you know yeah. something that you'd uh, steering wheel and fifty horse or something on the back and just be able to put it around it. That so- sounds fantastic
2: uh, so what do you think is the like the most important tool you would need to make that that you don't have already yeah, outside a, of space you know like a <laughs> you know a warehouse
1: right space for sure like i mentioned i'd like to take do everything as easy as possible i don't know what that would take at this point i haven't done enough research on it uh however i would say that i probably have all the tools at this point need to get started but i would probably want to go you know, upscale those into more fancy pro level tools make like he wants to
2: outfit his shop with best tool
1: I'd say festival would be nice, but there's things, you know, <laughs> across the board, just larger things.
2: I mean, we're you know, not spirit. going Harbor Freight shop or
1: anything. Hey, you know, no. there's nothing wrong Please, God, no.
0: with things from Harbor Freight.
1: Sure, sure, sure. If for about 15 minutes, you're golden.
0: Some of their things are fantastic, okay? but
1: Tell me uh, tell me what you think is fantastic. From
0: <clears throat> well, in that case, I thoroughly enjoy their smaller clamps that are 12 inches and smaller. If they're any bigger than that, they bend and they suck. I also enjoy their dust collector cyclone that they have. <laughs> it yeah. hooks onto your vacuum cleaner, which so, is so, well, let's fantastic let's for back.
2: the price. Let's go back to clamps here. Your run-of-the-mill C-clamp? Or no. Yeah, we're we talking bar clamps. Bar or? clamps.
0: 12-inch ones. Yeah, those, those hollow ones like I borrowed from you. No. The silver and blue. No. Those ones are like the, the aluminum. Whatever, Garbage. Know, so Garbage. Yeah. yeah. From Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. But the small little, like they're the Bessie clamps or whatever. Those okay. little, the small ones are fine. But once I'd, you get to the big ones, then they I start normally
1: don't work. I don't normally don't need to glue things that small, so I don't have a lot of experience with that. Yeah, that's because you build everything big. Go big or go home. Yeah, I
0: mean, you've been
2: hanging out with me, so
0: I'm glad you're learning.
2: So I'm not sure what a cyclone is. What is what is that? Can you explain it to the novice woodworker? Like, is it a? Uh Is it a tool? So think
1: about it this way. So uh, you wanna reduce dust in your shop. So you have it hooked up to some sort of vacuum suction unit, right? And you can have these for large dust collector sizes. You can have them for shop vacs and so on. But the idea is that if you can separate the dust, the fine dust, it means that it won't clog the filter. So on a big dust collector unit, the filter is normally the, the bag. So the more dust in there, the less airflow can go. So your suction's not as great. And then if you're looking at a shot pack, same thing. You're going to clog that filter and your suction's not going to be as good. So the hope is that you can separate that dust beforehand. So there's a, usually a plastic apparatus that looks like a cyclone. Basically, it's a tornado effect inside that helps separate the airflow from the dust so the dust will fall into the bucket.
2: And so you don't have to waste money buying a bunch more filters. filters. Or unplugging your filter. Yeah. And well, on your cleaning filter. it out. So, so, yeah. so why would one, like what What makes one better than the other just doesn't doesn't filter the particles or like what's the deal here?
1: Yeah, they've got you know, when I was doing my research a couple of years ago, there was, um, you know, the verse variety here that you can get from Home Depot and just clip on top. And it really has an in and out valve. And it's good for check or catching those larger particles. You know, like, I don't know, maybe.
0: Some more for the chips, not yeah, like fine dust. Exactly, like yeah, exactly. Catches the chips.
1: But the dust just goes through. Um, so you want something that has a little bit more separation action. I don't know, physics or anything on it. But I'm sure there's a variety of them out there that Would that work. you
2: call it particle physics? <laughs>
1: That was fine, that was very good. That was fine so joke. i mean that makes sense
2: that makes sense to me so um so there's so give me a give me an idea for the uh the the novice woodworker at home if you wanted to research more about things what, what do you how do you go about researching cyclones you said you've done pretty extensive research on the topic um so do you just do some internet googling or what what's uh
1: yeah so believe it or not i don't you know um dream up these ideas so normally I'm prompted by some way of uh, it's put in front of me through either, you know, I'm looking at a wood shop or, a, you know, a wood you store. Know, craft scrolling, store or the, like that. scrolling the Facebook woodworking groups. On Facebook. And that's actually how I kind of heard about mine. And so as I looked into it, looked in the comments, started searching all the Facebook sites because you don't just want to ask that question. You want to use that search feature on the Facebook group. Um, you know, you find out a lot of information from other people's real life experience. And then I tend to Google things as well. And I'm sure there's always companies or people out there that, uh, are paid to do this, or they're hoping to get paid to do this, and they, you know, get a variety of type and they test them and put them through the paces, and then they provide the recommendation. So that's how I normally do so my. Have research you have
2: you tried a, a low end cyclone like yourself? No, no, I'm not. So you're not really sure whether or not they're good or bad. Really, I mean, no, that's the hard I, part.
1: I like to just buy once, sure, um, instead of buying something that's.
2: Well, you uh, know, I'm just just—I'm kind of old school. I'm kind of proof is in the pudding type. I can't really speculate not unless I've tried it myself. Chris, what, what do you think about cyclones? You've had some experiences. What what
1: is, what is your research show? I'd like to say I like to learn from others' experiences. Y-
2: you're not, Chris. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So, I mean, Dan is very anti horror freight. They came out with a new cyclone. And I didn't do as much research as he probably did three years ago. But on the YouTube, there is a video of a guy with all three types the high end one the medium one and the low end one and he has his wind meter deal that he hooks up to it and so we can see how much cfms are getting pulled through and they are all basically the same amount of air
1: that's a great point chris sucking through them so the suction i don't don't know about the suction right that's what i'm curious so the the airflow is the same but what is the point again of a cyclone to get the dust out, to filter the particles. So if I think. the airflow is the same; it has nothing. Well, not, the airflow is how particles.
0: much you're sucking through to get to get into the cyclone in the first place. Right. But I, I'm just wondering how well does the separator work itself. I mean, we, the best way to cho- do this is, I mean, we, you just bring yours over and I bring mine over and we do this thing on our podcast of start sucking away, sucking away, Alex. Um, Alex but I do think though can be the third
2: cyclone because I hear you he can suck a golf ball through a garden hose. False. I don't believe that is tested um <clears throat> uh going back to dan's nice description of what a cyclone is it does stand to reason that the point of the cyclone is to filter particles and your youtube video didn't really speak to fi- particle filtering so no. i don't know if it's a credible source yeah. we
0: may have to try this out i mean uh, mine was half the price of his so i just went with it and if i have to buy it again then so be it interesting uh, yeah i was talking with travis
1: Um uh, We'll touch on Who's? Travis. He'll be a guest star later episode. Um, you know, when you are looking at the pricing, it looked like about a $10 difference, really. So, um, this is the point I really don't want to go down too deep, I guess. That's, that's fine. just So, it's, what's uh, it's a little, uh, little bit more relative than you're fine. explaining? I would like to actually come back to the Harbor Freight in general comment. Okay. Um, I say there's a, there's a time and a place for Harbor Freight. I'll definitely give you that. I uh, have their desk collector, it works great for the price. You know, there's other things out there that are similar. Start at you know, almost 150 200 more, and they're going to be the same. Um, you don't really get the higher quality until you double that price or triple that price. So yeah, so when you're starting out, yeah, You have a small, you know, you're or trying to
0: figure out if you like the hobby or
1: not. Yeah. Know, like the, the clamps thing, you know, they they work okay. There's better things out there. You can modify them, or you need just, a
0: screwdriver or a crescent wrench. I mean, yeah, a so screwdriver is a
1: screwdriver. You know, when you're first starting out, sometimes it's easy just to go there and get started for a good price, and then as you figure out what you want, it's definitely nice to upgrade from there.
2: Yeah. Well definitely. you know, if I was, you know, living on a budget, I may want to buy uh, you know, some cheaper products and I might, you know, settle for something that's less expensive because I gotta make it work.
1: Yeah. And then you use it once and you return it. They do they do have a uh, a good kind of warranty type thing where you can take those clamps in and just say they're broken and they replace them.
0: Yeah. Well that's pretty darn. I have nice. one that's almost bent in half. I wonder if they would take that back. So I think like they warranty. probably should would. try
1: and take it in and see. I'll be a good one. We'll give us an update on a future episode. I will. Chris's yeah. journey
2: with Harbor Freight,
0: part two. Do, 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 do. I know Dan gets very excited about Harbor Freight. I can see he's turning to Twitch a little bit. <laughs> I, have,
1: I have no problem with Harbor Freight. I have a problem with people saying that Harbor Freight is as uh, the same quality level as other products.
0: Oh, I don't think it's the same quality level, but I mean, it, it's <laughs> quality-wise, it is definitely on the lower end. But like Alex was saying, there's a time and it. I mean, it gets things done. If you need something... Whatever.
2: <laughs> well, Dan, I'm kind of curious. What brand of Cyclone do you have?
1: I'm just, you know. You know, I have the Onita. Onita?
2: Yep. yep. At the time, don't it was... Don't they
1: sell taquitos? I don't know. What do
2: you uh, do? Oh, no, that's uh, tater tots. My bad. Yeah. They sell tater, might tater tots. Might be
1: pronouncing it wrong. Um, but, you know, at the time, they, they definitely was considered the best. Yeah, and when you there. bought yours, that was pretty much the only one that was... Yeah, and so actually, the Cyclone thing, this conversation is not new mm. to the three of us. it <laughs> might be new to your ears. So we've gone through this before, and... You know, my my passion to prove Chris wrong. So I spent way too long Googling this topic. <laughs> so much and, passion. And, uh, you know, as I found out, uh, there's several other people actually asking about the Harbor Freight. So, you know, it's very similar design to the Onita And a lot of speculation out there about uh, usually Onita kind of shuts those things down because it looks like it's, you know, a similar patent design or something like that to theirs. But they're saying that these are very similar and similar quality. So I'm excited to see how it's working. I'm excited to check it out after the episode. Awesome.
0: Wow. I can't wait to show I'm you.
2: I'm kind of excited I learned the inner workings ah. of a cyclone. And the more
1: you know. This is the
2: knife that I almost cut my leg off with.
1: Let's let's jump into uh, most recent woodworking injuries. All right. Um, uh, let's change that just so we don't skip the knife incident here. Let's um, say the most recent shop-related injuries. The most recent shop-related
0: injury that I have had is I took a box cutter and nearly uh Sever, I severed a vein in my leg. The doctor said I mean, it bled. I've never bled so much in my life. It was pretty nasty. I went to the ER in the middle of the night. I wrapped it up in the wood shop and then I kind of I don't know, drugged my leg and hobbled into the house and was like, told my wife, "Don't freak out." But I think I need to go to the ER, and she freaked out, and so we spent the evening in the ER. And uh, you know, they didn't even give me antibiotics because I was already on them for an infection I had in a burn that I took the week before on
1: my finger. Oh my I I will Hmm. say that one thing that always impresses me about Chris's injuries is that he captures video of it (laughs) within moments of the bleeding starting. Um, This was actually one of the first times that I saw the video more than an hour after the incident. And other times I've basically got a live stream from him Mm -hmm. asking if... You know, do you need a ride right now? So I was actually impressed that you took care of yourself.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I have never bled that much, and so I was, I was a little nervous for a hot second that uh, you know, when there's a stream of blood running down your leg, that's a little different than a, a smashed finger or a, you know, you lose half of a finger in a miter saw. But that that was a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like my fingers, and it
0: didn't really bleed that much. So, so let's see, I've wounded one, two, three, four, four fingers, one finger three times. So that fingers.
1: Not Hmm. even so hot. We'll be talking about woodworking safety in a future episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dan, how about you? What's your recent uh, wood wood shop injury since it's not really woodworking? Um, Yeah, I'd say
1: um, kind of exploring my inner scientist and using compressed air Uh with projectiles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Slight incident there where I put a copper BB through my arm. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Went about three days before I realized that there might be a BB in there because the swelling went down. And I got a magnet out and I held it over it and my skin lifted up. Oh, wow. Um, you know, so it took, took about two days before I explained to my wife what really happened there. <laughs> and um, she was very supportive and kind. And then decided that once the BB was probably still in there, she'll probably go to the doctor and just make sure it's not an issue.
0: Did she not offer to take it out for you?
1: No, it, it was pretty deep. Yeah. Um, so went to the doctor. They decided that it was still in there. They felt like they could feel it and uh they dug around they opened me up and dug around and um i made the mistake of looking over and seeing them kind of move around with the inside of my my arm and you know the cut is only about an inch long but for some reason when they said they couldn't find i think it was the moment of them saying i can't find it i realized like oh oh no i got a little freaked out and i actually passed out just to the point where i was about to fade out and then uh it was Mm -hmm. okay after that so i had to go get a uh, x-ray and they found a uh, good inch, inch below my skin. Well, wow. and then they uh, came back, and at the same time, the doctor went to the hardware hardware store, got a auto magnet, mm-hmm. and they sterilized it and shoved it in my arm and popped it out.
2: Wow! Do you think it was from Harbor Freight the magnet?
1: Or? No, it was from Napa.
2: There's oh, no Napa. there's no
0: Harbor Freight in Corvallis?
1: Uh False. There is one now. There is one now. Where? In the old Albertsons. Oh, wow. But this wasn't
0: in Corvallis. Was this in Corvallis? Yeah. Oh, we'll okay. ch-
1: he won't go to the yeah. Albany Hospital.
2: No, oh, well, I, I
0: have standards.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All, right. All right. Cool. How about cool you, on. Alex? Have you uh, had any, sustained any? Well,
2: so the cool part is I don't have a shop, so I haven't sustained any shop injuries. Well, so. say,
1: while you're being handy in that some form, what kind of injuries have you sustained?
2: You know, I, I run into the same problem pretty routinely with doing drywall where I uh, cut my hand with a box knife. Mm. So, you know, but I think everyone kind of runs into that when you're holding the darn level up against the sheet and you kind of score in the old sheet rock and your thumb gets in the way and you kind of drive over the top of it. <sighs> yeah. I mean, that's just, I've done that two or three times. That's always really quite annoying because it's not really that big a deal, but it's really, you know, gets kind of sore and tender. Yeah. And then now you got to keep drywall and your finger sore. And then
0: you just get drywall in your thumb.
2: Yeah, you know, you got to kind of plow through it. Tape it up, go to town. But.
0: That reminds me, the first time I met you, Alex, we were doing Dan's new floor in his house. Yeah. Remember that? Ariel I, was pregnant.
2: I didn't realize What'd how I mean? weird you were at the time. Yeah. I didn't realize. Um, he was you must have been. He, he must have been on his behavior or something. I don't know. Uh, like,
1: when Ariel's around, when other yeah. people are around, he's not our close friends. So in that case, Ariel and you. Uh, he's usually on his best. Well, well,
2: one thing comes to mind though. But this is a little off topic. We yeah, went back to fine. doing Dan's floor because that was a glorious floor. We did that. floor we job busted that thing out. Yeah, we knocked that floor job out pretty quick. Um, but it occurs to me that, like, I think maybe I'm just super paranoid about like cutting a finger off or something. So I always go pretty slow and steady with mm-hmm. the old woodworking. Yeah, because I'm kind of like hypersensitive of you know mess like you really- don't want to end up like me. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. You know, I'd say that I'm definitely. Uh, safety focused. I've had kickback and things like that. You know, they're always surprising, and kind of scary, but um, serious accidents while woodworking, not just fooling around doing silly things uh, are very minimal. Um, and I would say that for the most part, understanding who Chris is, I'd say that he probably takes a safety first approach as well. And he, he's aware of what you should do. Um, so why would you say that you tend to have more accidents than the standard woodworker? Chris,
0: you know, that is a good question. I think because in the same sense that you said, when you wanted to build your boat, you know, you want to do it the easiest way that when I'm doing stuff I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take this quick shortcut and then, you know, i lose a finger. So or it's usually actually it's usually late at night that these things happen. So it's probably because I'm tired and then I get whatever complacent.
1: Yeah, I remember the um, the miter saw incident. Yeah, that was unfortunate. And, you know, I think that was more of having uh, equipment that might have been subpar. Yeah, that was and not hey, um, up to standard.
0: It was not from Harbor Freight.
1: But it was not well maintained.
0: No, it was an old miter saw that I'd gotten out of the dumpster. So, you know, it served, I still have it. It was an old, yeah, I got it out of the dumpster. And uh, it, the miter, I still have the miter saw. So if you want, we can go uh, check that out.
1: I right, do you remember coming over after um, that incident because basically what happened was a plastic guard got in the way mm-hmm. and it kind of blew up and shattered. Yeah. And sent plastic shrapnel through, through your my hand. hand. Yeah. So I remember coming over after and helping you with projects in your shop and just, it was a, it was a larger one with 12 inches on it Yeah. and uh, just no, no guard. You know that for some reason that little piece of plastic does provide that little bit of comfort to your, your soul. Not to me. Uh, and so when I came over and started working on it and just having that giant blade in front of me was a little disconcerting. It was a little disconcerting.
0: Yeah. I mean, talking about giant blade spinning, uh, we, t- we had discussed this about uh, our band saws how much closer we get our fingers to the bandsaw blade than we do the table saw blade when the bandsaw blade will make a bigger mess. Yeah, definitely. Fast. Yeah. Bandsaw
2: blade. blades scare
1: me a little bit, but too,
0: like but... I have no problem like getting my fi- you know, when I'm cutting something like,
1: I don't know. I don't know what it is about. I'd say my confidence started off there and then yeah. I started using, I have a little push stick. Um, and the amount of times that that last like half inch goes or whatever, and then all of a sudden your push stick goes right into the blade. Yep. <laughs> After that, it's like maybe I need to be a little bit more caution. So I have definitely yeah. taken a safer approach to Yeah, too.
0: I use a push stick with them with that too, but like I I will cut, you know, when I'm cutting, you know, if I'm shaping something, then I'm just like no big deal. But if it's on the table saw, it's like a foot away. Yeah, <laughs> and like I,
1: no thank you. I'm probably a little too risky with my table well, saw. I sent that video like uh yesterday, I think. The table saw? Of the table saw yeah. video. And I was like, I, I kind of pucker when I saw the video or the, mm-hmm. the picture and then uh, realizing that I do the same thing because I cut a lot of three and a half or three inch by three inch mm-hmm. squares on the yeah, table Yeah, you saw. do. You use your table saw a lot. And I use my hand right there but I definitely pucker every time. <laughs> so, yeah. I definitely try to go slow Whoa. and hold it well.
2: You think it's just because the band size is a little bit more... It's just, I don't know. It's a little bit more... Uh, I feel like I have more control. More control is what I was going to yeah, say.
0: Because with know. the table saw, it's spinning so fast. And if something yeah. gets caught and it kicks back, it's like
2: game you over. you don't
1: have as much kickback with bandsaws, no. I would imagine. Yeah, I'd say with the bandsaw, I think the worry is that like, you just don't realize how close your finger is and all of a sudden it's in it. and then it's, <laughs> it's it's so thin of a blade, it just goes right through. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I feel like with a table saw, my fear is the wood catching and then your hand holding that wood and gets pulled in before you can react. And that's the scary mm. part. Because
0: everything's going so fast or your you know your sleeve gets in it and it sucks it in and then game over.
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Minimal safety precautions.
2: Yeah, that's why you always leave the guards installed and make sure safety they work. Squints. But on my last miter saw issue, I chopped the tip off my tape measure. And that's was a nice, was a little nice little tape measure too. It's one of my favorite ones. Boom! It made me so mad because then it just sucks right back (laughs) up. It's kind of fun because it spins (laughs) uncontrollably inside. Is that part was entertaining, but I was really annoyed because it was my favorite (laughs) tape
0: measure. I've done that. I I was working nights and I was in my wood shop and it was like two o'clock in the morning and I was cutting something on the miter saw and I cut through my my tape measure and then I was like, well, I'm done for the night. I'm tired. Like I'm not going to. That's probably the smartest
1: time I ever walked out of the wood shop. i haven't actually cut mine but i use some one of those um, kind of flat tape measures because i felt like i can get a nice exact measurement there mm-hmm. and so when i'm trying to cut real precisely i will take the saw blade lay it on top of it um but never actually cut through it but i've had it where i've you know i've touched it enough times in the same spot that it's, it's worn. you've had that percent. tape measure for a hot minute i i love that thing and it actually broke doing that I contacted the company, told them what happened, and they sent me two more for free.
0: Oh, wow. That is very nice of them. Interesting. Huh.
1: Yeah. Table saws
0: are just not my favorite things to deal with. Oh, who pooped their pants?
1: I think someone with a hot dog over here on the other end. I did not do anything wrong. Alex,
0: on his way over here, decided to get free hot dogs from the convenience store. Um, Correction, they were corn dogs? Corn dogs. Because they were in that... Because they were in the hot box all day and they were just hard as rocks.
2: I'm trying to plug one of our sponsors, US Market.
1: We are not <laughs> um,
0: sponsored. 26th right
2: Street. <laughs> 20, they just are, because
0: you solely keep that place
1: in business,
2: they are a pillar of the community. On they're, that part of Albany.
1: So, other places in town have chicken on stick, but they do not have the different flavors of chicken on stick. Right. I because have never they, had
2: yeah, they a they on raise stick. their game. They're there to support the community. Interesting. Providing quality meals at all hours of the day.
1: I think because they're right next to that bar, they have good... Uh, mm, they have more food
2: reason. because people be like, I'm hungry.
0: I'm drunk and hungry. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. I suppose so. I don't know. So, now we're going to enter into our favorite segment. It's
1: dad jokes with Dan. So, as you know, dad jokes are usually semi-humorous, but also so bad that you don't want to laugh. So, I think what we should do here is see if I can get Alex and Chris to audibly laugh. Not a chance. Zero chance. Yeah. So, we'll try five. Are you guys ready? I think so. Get your uh, humor I'm, bones ready. I,
2: I'm, I'm emotionally prepared.
1: Where do bad rainbows go? Prism. Don't worry, though. It was a light sentence.
2: Okay, the light sentence about got me, but no, I don't like it. Chris is trying. He's, he's, Chris, Chris is going to struggle. No, he's
1: <laughs> done. That was that was decent. All right, where do you learn to make a banana split? The bowling alley, Sunday school.
2: <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, I don't know. Take it or leave it. I like the rainbow one better. Yeah,
1: the rainbow right. one's better. This is one of my personal favorites, though. Very few laughs usually. Why does the Norway Navy have barcodes on their ships? I don't know. So when they come back to port. <laughs> he can't even read it. <laughs> they can Scandinavian. Uh,
2: that's so dumb. <laughs> I really want. If you, so like the problem was if you had better delivery, I yeah. might have laughed because that is pretty Canadian. clever. Yeah, yeah. That's clever. It's, it's pretty right. clever. Oh, so no, 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 for no. the listeners at home, Dan has a very funny giggle.
1: <laughs> yeah, once I start, it's hard to stop. All right, this one might be up your alley. It's a little IT-ish. Oh, oh, oh. don't call me IT. What do you call a laptop that can sing?
2: Sing. <laughs> um, I don't know. Dell. I mean, <laughs> I like the concept. <laughs> All right, it only oh, took uh, three funny. jokes to get on. It's not, it's not the joke. It's damn. I can't help but laugh well, at you. He's got the giggles. Now you gave me the hiccups.
1: All right. All right, we're going to end with our last one here, one of my favorite (laughs) subjects. All right. What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? Flounder. So fish-ticated. That's bad. You shouldn't have. (laughs) It's awful. We should have quit with the last one. Okay, folks. Well, we don't have to bring that segment back ever again. Thanks for going on this journey with us. It was fun. boy, Dan.
0: (laughs) All right, well, with that, we will end our first ever broadcast of the Woodloo Dads. We hope you enjoyed this. We plan on doing it again shortly. So until next time, thanks for listening.